0: You are now listening to the Open Canvas.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't understand. I, <laughs> like.
0: Like, I just don't understand It's like this is happening in real time, in real you know, time it. It's not even like We've reached a conclusion Yeah It's like it's all sort of like We're all trying to figure out What we think Yeah As things sort of evolve You know yeah. So it's like The moment I think I've got something figured out Like he says Or does something else Even crazier Yeah Like what? Like I was just done Finishing it Forming an opinion And then he completely Sort of like Takes yeah. it up another level So I was like I'm not even gonna like Give it that much energy Until it's He can actually say something like coherent, because yeah. right now we we're just grasping to like flying yeah, things. It's around It's always you know?
1: been erratic in that way. Yeah, like I've I've had talks with my coworkers and friends about yeah, and then even with that, it's very much a situation where you think about his old days yeah. in Rockefeller. It was a lot of talk of him Just being on some Like he'll be producing He'll be in the studio mm-hmm. And next thing you know He's on the table rapping And like J Beans one of them It's just like hey, Get back down <laughs> just Get back down Calm down Yeah like You yeah. always had to reel him back in He mm. would always jump out of the gym You reel him back in every time Yeah And then you do little things To kind of appease him But like he's always had this complex Of being a center of attention and I right. think That's something I've kind of I don't align with But I understand Because I'm an only yeah. child Yeah Yeah So like that whole Only child syndrome thing Like mm. like I think my parents saw that kind of manifesting, and they would put me in situations where that just wouldn't be a dominant trait—the trait that I had. Mm-hmm. So, like for Ye, it seems like he's very much just used to being the center of attention. If he's not the center of attention, he needs to become the center of attention, right? right. And it's like that doesn't necessarily—when you're as good as him, that doesn't need to be the case. That's the whole thing, man. It's like, like I don't yeah. get it. Like you have a track record; that speaks for itself. Mm. Essentially, you could be the Beyonce and drop a surprise album. You don't really need the rollout, right? Right. Like, you don't need to do all the extras. Like, you don't have to speak the press ever again. Right. If you keep creating the levels you create, usually. Like, you can just drop shit.
0: Open Canvas, this is Taj Alexander. I'm here with a very special guest. We've seen each other around for a long time. Like, I sort of know you through Corey, um, Corey Towns, but I think we've seen each other just on the strength in other situations as well. And he actually brought you up on the podcast as well. Talk about that story later. Um, Someone who I've seen and I respect as a peer, as someone who's doing things that not only just represent himself but he's representing the culture that we're all a part of yeah you know with respect so without any further ado please introduce yourself
1: what's going on y'all it's chris thomas um philadelphia native brooklyn resident probably the best way and most simplest way (laughs) to really describe who i am but i've done a lot of things and i've continued to do them as long as god continues to bless me in that way you know so but yeah that's
0: real man that's real so philly Where exactly in Philly?
1: So, you know, um, the Meek Meek Mill song, I'm a Boss? Absolutely. I run my city from South Philly back to Uptown. I'm from Uptown. That's where, like, kind of like Harlem. It's, like, a little different than Harlem. It's like a mixture of Harlem and Queens. Like, kind of how Queens is, like, residential. Yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah. You might see bigger homes, but it's extremely black. It's probably the flashiest part of town. Mm. All the pretty boys is out there. That's (laughs) what we known for, but, like, Uptown is like Northwest Philadelphia So it's the farthest Northwest you can go In the city Until okay. you get to the county Right Yeah, yeah. But it's broken up Into like sects So like right. A different sects Of the city So you have East Oak mm-hmm. Um East Oak where Leslie Odom's from He mm-hmm. was in Um what was Linwell, Lin-Manuel Miranda's play? What was that? Hamilton. Hamilton. Yeah, Hamilton. Yeah, um, yeah. He used to, He was in the first iteration of that when they blew up on Broadway. And wow. like, he's a singer. He's from East Oak Lane. It's a little different over there. It's like Hood Like Jace. Yeah. Uh, they six bedroom houses, like single homes, six bedroom houses. just like a different vibe. Right. You have Area, which is kind of split in the East Mountain and West Area, One side closer to Germantown, so that's naturally more the Hood. And then mm. it's West Oak Lane, which is like in between the two. Yeah. And West Oak Lane... It's very interesting Because we're like Certain parts of it Are right next to Sheldon Which is the township And you can see like a lot of It's outside of Philadelphia Technically You can see a lot of Large homes But we're traditionally Like three bedroom homes All row homes And it's wilder over there Yeah And like It's really different Because our neighborhood Went through the transition And transformation From being like A middle class neighborhood For just like All race colors and creeds And like Mm -hmm. maybe The late 70s Early 80s My parents moved and I home in 82, I believe. Right. I was born in 89. Mm-hmm. So by like the mid-90s, it was pretty much all black. Mm. Still middle class, though. Pretty chill. A little right. prime here and there, but nothing too crazy. But around the time, like my adolescence, like 11, 12, 13.
0: It started to pop off.
1: Boy. <laughs> boy, it was rocking around there mm. for all the right and wrong reasons. Mm. So it was a lot of love. You knew all your neighbors. like. It, but it was like a large baby womb. And mm-hmm. like Sad to say that I was like Part of the generation And in some ways Act participant in mm-hmm. some of the shit That really like Shift the neighborhood For the negative So yeah. like even when I go back now I'm still like I won't call myself A presence in the neighborhood Because I'm not back home enough mm-hmm. But I still get a certain level Of respect and deference right. Because at a certain time When people was out there And me we were like young I was out there mm-hmm. In certain ways with people But like I also still keep a lot of like my closest friends. A lot of my people are going to be groomsmen in my wedding.
0: Yeah, yeah. still in
1: my neighborhood, right? So, right. um, It's just interesting to go back and see how kids have adopted traits that we kind of (laughs) created. Like what? What do you mean? I mean just. I mean just like uh, Philly As much is, as you can say Philly doesn't have <laughs> Philly has, doesn't have A gang culture per se Like mm. how like Bloods and Crips Kind of like Made sex in different cities And my. had sex in different cities Like you didn't really See that in Philly They tried to let it manifest mm. But it didn't really stick It's yeah. more about like blocks So like mm. What block are you from Cause Philly Was a gang city During my dad's time So my dad's from West Philly That's um just West Philly no other way To really describe it right. But like They had like The Hoop Street gang He would always tell stories Of how like Alright if I wanted To go see your mom I was on over there mm. She's from 52nd And Ogden Street I had to walk past Hoop Street And there was literally No other way <laughs> yeah. There's no other way So he he always Like he has his line like, Hot on your ass Like he's hot on my ass And <laughs> yeah. two in from Like yeah. I had to find a way Two in from. It was many a days If I wanted to see your mom I knew I had to fight mm. I knew I had to fight Or have a knife on me Or something like that mm. So I think some of that Culture just stuck Mm-hmm. But it became less formal But it just became about Like We're not the, Hoops, the Hoop Street Gang It's just that I'm from this block And now it becomes mm-hmm. like A linear thing That's almost Linear and cyclical At the same time Like I it's understand. a cycle Of just like Alright yeah. You're born in this block You move on this block you become friends with people on that block and then they yeah, you're used a part of that block. And, and you adopt your you adopt, situation. Yeah, right? you ad- yeah yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. And, and, and people don't care what your situation is. Mm. And and not to jump around, but like even that was kind of some of my experience once I kind of pivoted from being around those kind of spaces consistently, mm-hmm. but I'm still from around there. Like My parents own that house. They're not moving unless yeah. something happens. <laughs> unless yeah. something happens when they get a lot of money's involved, mm. like they're keeping that house and that right. house eventually is going to go to me, so on and so forth. Right. But... When I came back from college, mm-hmm. it was definitely a situation where I'll be home in the summer and certain things that we might have went through when I was 15, 16, mm. like, but still situations to some people. I'm just like, yeah. come on, bro. Like, I'm a sophomore in college, man. Yeah. I'm not even... <laughs> like I'm not afraid. Right, but right. It's also just like when we're going to just bury the hatchet. like We ain't spoke to each other in three, four years mm. since whatever happened happened between us. And now... It's, it's an issue. You're harboring the same issue. Like yeah. a lot of life has happened. I'm sure. Like you have more like present situations <laughs> with other people yeah. that you should be handling mm. and talking about something that happened three, or four years ago. So right, right. that those kind of things, but not to paint it in that bad light. That was a part of it, but it also there was a lot of love there because they yeah. like, we had a kid, we had a neighborhood. I think that because we weren't like West Philly is middle class, but West Philly has a different kind of culture to it like right. North Philly is traditionally like poor like yeah. it's the poor neighborhood yeah. which is why in a lot of ways Temple's been able to gentrify it a whole lot and just purchase so many of the homes around there mm-hmm. and push like people kind of farther back deeper into North Philly into the higher numbers Right, but um Uptown is kind of like West in the sense Where people were like Middle class So mm. you didn't see A lot of people like I couldn't afford The rent or the mortgage mm. People were generally Able to sustain right. Which created long Term friendships Because people weren't Just moving around right. Like a lot of times when you like When you see people That don't really have A lot of friends From childhood Like unless they from my experience, at least, cause huh. I can't really say that was my experience. True, like just from what I witnessed, from a few people that might not have had a lot of friends dating back from years, but their friends might start in high school, right? Like your friendships usually depend on your stability. In some, in some, some cases, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. So like, I can see that. yeah. I can see. So, so with us, I've been knowing kids. Like I've been knowing some of my best friends, I was losing teeth, like mm. five, six, <laughs> yeah. seven years old, like wow. on the steps playing karate fighters. Like, yeah, yeah. like we used to bring the TV out on the porch and play the Sega Genesis on the porch <laughs> in the summertime. Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, like running to the ice cream man together, like all those kind of things. Like <laughs> those are the experiences. And that's what makes like Upsound so special. Mm. It's like a certain and is kind of like a microcosm of what Philly is as a whole. Yeah. Like it's a city that's very blunt, very upfront. But it's so much love there Right It's just so much love there Especially if you like Show love Like like it's literally a city I call like a boomerang city Like whatever mm. you put out You get back mm. Of course you can get caught up In different bullshit You can get like Caught up in a crossfire Or something But generally speaking mm. It's a lot of love there it's a lot of love that if you move with love and you move with a certain level of respect. Right. Like people are not gonna fuck with you. Yeah,
0: yeah. And like you were saying, like you was like you were saying yeah. <laughs> like you were saying, yeah. <laughs> yeah. um, you uh, were only child as well. Yeah, absolutely. So so it sounds like you placed a lot of value in those friendships and relationships yeah, and sort yeah. of your growth and development yeah, at, and growing was, up, yeah.
1: Also I didn't really have you know your first friends like your cousins. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> didn't really have that per se. Mm-hmm. Like, because my parents were a little different in how they moved than their siblings And I think it was more It was less about them being smart Like I give my parents a lot of credit and saying, saying they were smart I think the intelligence of how they move Was kind of happening on the back end of how I want to describe it But a lot of their yeah. siblings on both sides my, my dad was a twin God bless the dead, my uncle Harry passed um, When I was young But um, he was one of six kids Two sets of twins and two additional daughters My mom was one of five one of five children, mm-hmm. and a lot of their siblings started having kids real young. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. my parents was kind of like in the middle of it. My mom's the middle child. My dad's the oldest. He somehow evaded it. I don't know how. <laughs> but my mom was in the middle, kind of just like my younger siblings are having kids. Mm-hmm. My older siblings are having kids. None of them are really ready. For some reason, they're not stopping having kids. <laughs> right. Right. So right. like, yeah. you know, how I kind of go and my, like I said, my, my mom is interesting to see it because my mom's family, like my 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 nana and my pop pop, mm-hmm. had created like a Created this atmosphere Where like They were the family On the block That was a little more Well off Like people couldn't eat They always cook extra To feed other people On the block Right So like They kind of see Their kids kind of Make those decisions Mm -hmm. And like I don't know if my mom Was the one they really Pegged to be the one To kind of make it out The best Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But At a certain point her Her and my dad met Because My Aunt Rochelle Was my dad's Younger sister And my uncle Harry Who's my dad's twin brother Don't want to mention this A few moments ago Um They had met my mom Just like Walking through the neighborhood When they was young But they didn't know my dad My dad's like a street dude Yeah Um One of the smartest dudes You ever meet One of the most eloquent Speaking dudes you ever meet But like Don't cross him One of them type dudes Like yeah So uh my dad was out doing his street thing, so his twin wasn't really hanging with him like that. Like, he would get into the streets later, but at that point, he was still like a pretty decent kid. Mm-hmm. My aunt Rochelle was like always freaking frack with my Uncle Harry. Yeah. They met my mom, and my mom eventually met my dad when she was like 11 or 12. Wow. And that's that wow. age. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. so they, You never they, hear that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They've they know each other since they was like 11 to 12 years old. Wow. So, um,. My dad's two years older, So my dad like was 13 And I think they reconnected In the high school they Ended up in the same high school mm-hmm. And you know it kind of goes From that oh that's just Connie from back in the day Right To my like, oh, to look at Connie From back in the day Like <laughs> it kind of goes to that Like, like when we, she was a kid When you when you 14 And she 12 She looked 12 Right Like a lot of times Like right. And then you catch her again When she's 16 It's like <laughs> Like oh Oh Like, like that kind of story Yeah But yeah. um I was just thinking Them dating And whatever was going on With them Like the breakups Getting back together So on and so forth mm-hmm. They, like, their, their siblings were having kids And in the course of that Like They was like Yo we want to be subtle. If we're going to be together mm-hmm. We want to be subtle So they got a home They had an apartment For a while They got a home They got their kind of Careers together They didn't necessarily End up together as the couple They thought they'd be in the end Right But they created a life that was very much settled and balanced for me so I didn't deal with a lot of like the moving around and stuff that a lot of my cousins stuff dealt with Mm. but the downside of that which is what I was saying earlier about not having a lot of cousins is that when I was born in 89 the next cousin before that was my cousin Yasir He was 12 when I was born Right So, so I was the baby It was a gap So, so it's good. always been a gap So mm-hmm. I've always been like Baby boy on both sides Of my family Right right. So like it really took For me to probably turn 18, 19 And have seen some things To kind of mm-hmm. close that gap Right So I didn't really have Too many cousins That were my age Peers Yeah he Like peer cousins So yeah. like that's why people always say I act a little older mm. because, like, I'm typically, I've typically always been around older people, right? Just right. always.
0: So yeah, I can understand that for yeah. real. Yeah, yeah, man. So like growing up, like even leading to college, like you were saying, you went away for school. Mm. Like, what were you into? Like, what were you doing at this time?
1: So I've mm. always uh, it's interesting because I think it's translated to my career, which I'm assuming we'll talk about later. Oh yeah, It's um I've yeah. always been like a Swiss Army knife of sorts, kind of. Mm-hmm. So. I've always been a bunch of different things So when I was But I've always been obsessive I think that's always been a thing Like my natural obsessiveness And I think that comes with the curiosity Being an only child Because you have to create these moments for yourself Right Um, Then also my mom has always kept me in spaces Where she kept me in good schools So in the 90s and early 2000s There was a trend in Philly where There were like these black owned Private schools Some of them Were Christian oriented Some of them Were just black Owned private schools Where they like Really shifted education mm. To be a lot more black Right and, and black centered And have black educators And all those Different things Right And um A lot of that Shaped who I was mm. So I have my mom who's Who works at the IRS Who's like Super Cold switchy, like permanent proper. Like, my mm-hmm. mom be permanent proper, but then my mom they hit me with a nigga. What you talking about? Like, real quick. But yeah, then she yeah. also, like, hey, this is Constance going on. And so you, so you yeah. Like, oh, yeah, that's my mom. Yo, we're going to that. Yeah, you got, my, yeah, got, you got my dad who's like <laughs> radical as fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, Radical as fuck Not at all prim and proper Street dude But like Somehow Managed to be that Still be in the streets But maintain his job Yeah yeah. yeah. like Enough time to like Retire and get a pension Right Like (laughs) how he did it Knowing how he is I don't know Yeah Like a a man of principle Yeah Yeah Yes That's the best way to make Man of principle Man of principle Like definitely had His shortcomings As far as just like Personal things and um How that might have Affected our relationship mm. But if it's one thing That I could always say Is my parents Always just told me I've, I don't have A story When I can say My parents ever Downed me in any way Yeah I was always told from I could be whatever I wanted mm. But I was I think at a young age My dad And I that relationship He made me a realist mm-hmm. He had this line That I always think about To this day He always say Your little boy days Are coming to an end mm-hmm. And he would tell me that When I was like seven So at seven <laughs> I'm like I don't I, know I'm playing Sega bro Like, <laughs> like, like, like I'm good yeah, I got man. streets of rage on You my, you in my <laughs> I'm in my act And you You tell me This boy is me shit I don't know what the fuck That means But yeah, But yeah. And, and, and with that Will always come mm-hmm. a lesson Like those stories of 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 dealing with police, mm. those stories of like our position as blacks in America, not to mention that on the other side, my mom is like a loving, nurturing person, so mm. I learned that from my moms. Right. And then just in those, I grew up in a very musical household. Like my parents were in a band with each other. Mm. Like I said, they've been knowing each other for so long, they've pretty much done everything good and bad with each other. Right. So right. Like, my mom was a vocalist. She's, she can hold a tune. I wouldn't say she's a singer or a song, songstress per se, but she can definitely hold a tune. My dad's like a multi-instrumentalist, Yeah. which goes back, like I right. said, like basketball player was real good, but just was in the hood, didn't care to do yeah. anything but play in the hood and yeah. playing in the park. Box for a little bit, but then he also plays the clarinet. <laughs> he also plays the flute. Yeah, a little guitar. Right, he right, plays the guitar, right. but he plays a little bass. And wow. then he, yeah, yeah, and he plays the keys a little bit. So, like, it's just like, <laughs> doesn't I, stop. Yeah, yeah, so I just grew up in his house where it just felt like everybody, or at least my father, was a multi hyphenate mm-hmm. and maybe could have like really pursued some of those skills professionally if he really put the organ. Mm. But he definitely showed me that, like, I think at a young age. I don't I didn't I didn't really articulate it like this, but mm. that blackness isn't a monolith, like you mm. can really be a lot Yo. of different things. Yo,
0: that's that's like major like even like having that understanding at such an early age and not even just understanding, but seeing it. I think sometimes There's more Understanding when you can Actually see it And like actually touch And say this person Is actually doing What we're saying Like in terms of being Like a multidisciplinary person Mm -hmm. Like that's major Yeah You know to be able to Like see that at a young age Yeah And then also apply that To yourself and say You know what Like I can do whatever I want And I can be great At more than just one thing Yeah yeah, You know so yeah Continue man
1: Yeah and that was like the thing Like like a lot of that Just shaped my interest Yeah Right A lot of that shaped my interest And um I was just able, through that, like I said, I also was creating my own world as an only child. Like, right. like I like to do like more interactive type things for a while. Mm-hmm. I think that I did in some ways maybe adapt some of my dad's bad habits in the sense that I've mm-hmm. done a lot of things, but I didn't really have the structure. To like focus on anything At a certain point My parents Had a domestic situation And my dad Was no longer in the house And like He was gone So now my mom Is like Basically holding down The entire house Right. That she That was initially Like a two person thing That's now like a one person thing So like I could draw When I was young I have like full of sketchbooks But Mm. like nobody Like like, Mm. from graffiti art To all that But I didn't really have Anybody to kind of like Own outlet. that yeah. yeah I didn't really have An outlet It was like just these books mm. I didn't really have Access to programs And all that Cause my mom Didn't either have The money to do it Never had a car Like never had a car So it was always Like we were on a bus mm. Moving through the cities In a way So I was developing A lot of these interests Like But the one thing That's always been constant Is like music Yeah yes. Like music's always been My thing It's always been like A refuge It's always been Something that we spoke Highly of Like my dad just, I always just remember being in the car My dad used to like Foreign cars When I was young yeah. But like We didn't have like Lamborghini money But he was driving Peugeots A whole lot mm. So he was big on the Peugeots So mm. like He would always have Like a white Peugeot Like different years Push up yeah. Like every couple years Just come back With a new white one <laughs> With a new white one right, other, interior right. time, other interior Every time another interior Every time Yeah. So like I just remember my dad Like he would just sit me down We would have different talks Like he'd be in the car He'd be telling me about Why like, Steve Wonder Was so important Like I didn't really grow up in a Michael Jackson house. This also kinda goes back to my parents to kinda paint a more vivid picture. Yeah. Of that age gap. My mm-hmm. parent my mom had me when she was thirty six, my dad was thirty eight. Mm-hmm. My dad's born in fifty one, my mom's born in fifty three. Mm. So I didn't grow up in that Michael Jackson household Because yeah. that was kind of Out of the air Like yeah, they look yeah. at Little Michael Off the wall <laughs> like Michael And that's kind of Where it stops Right like, right right Like, like, like just where it stops Like you right. don't really See so much after that But Stevie Yeah yeah Is a god not created Right like, Joey right Joey Clinton is a god not created Like <laughs> Earth I, Wind Fire Earth Wind Fire Yeah yeah I'm just saying Rufus <laughs> like, like all that Like any, of the, any funk music yeah. Any parliament any rivers of that like Curtis Mayfield like all those people were like Frankie guys in my career like Frankie Beverly you know Frank from Philly yeah exactly so a Philly guy so like, yeah. those are stories like if, if my mom was here ad living in the back like oh, I remember back in the day Frankie used to be around 54th Street is that the third? like right, real like, story yeah, yeah real story cause like yeah. it, 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 it's funny like when you fast forward to like my time my time when I first got to New York working in music journalism Mm. is that one of the things you quickly realize one of the things I quickly realized I can't speak for everybody's experience was that these people who people like deified these artists people Mm. deified we all the same age Yeah <laughs> like, Yeah Literally, the, the, the difference <laughs> is that My job is to write Your job is your job mm. And their job is to perform And to create music And to be an artist So mm. like Like that's kind of why I look back at Those kind of stories My parents would tell me stories yeah. this, like, like oh yeah We knew that guy from over there He used to date her He dogged her out <laughs> Like you would hear stories Like that Oh yeah Remember, like, Oh oh You love that song huh Oh that's funny You love that song <laughs> you be cheating everybody You'd be like Damn like, And then, then it kind of Humanized them in a way yeah. Like man, they created this artist they were great this thing, but like, mm. just, just
0: people. Yeah. it's people, peers, it's people, peers,
1: peers and people. But wow. um wow, yeah. So like those. <laughs> so as a kid, I would say it kind of shifts. I was just the person you kind of see me now, like animated, all that I could do from my from my mother's side. That's mm-hmm. they like animated people, storytellers. They laugh, they joke, they dance all the time. Right. I went through this like real introverted phase mm-hmm. after the messy situation happened in my house mm-hmm. and like everything that kind of came with that. Like just just. Cause the house just wasn't as vibrant as it used to be. Understand. Um, yeah, yeah. But then at a certain point, at that time, it became like very. I was like no wrestling because everybody's into wrestling. Yeah. But like I said, I was obsessive, so I might like read like PWI magazine, <laughs> like, like, like like
0: like. All right. So were you like a WCW person or a
1: both? Oh, I was okay. more. I was more WWF. Okay. So yeah, it yeah, would yeah. be like WCW. Nights like Monday Night Nitro came on at eight, <laughs> yeah. and, and 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 Raw came on at nine. So uh, I catch the Nitro straight from eight <laughs> to nine, but then I'm like yo. balancing it from like nine to yo. ten with, with Nitro going off. That was a moment. Yeah. That
0: time like even just like tuning in like that was a moment, man. Yeah.
1: Like, yeah. Yo, shoot, so man. like those things and just like going back and talking to people in the school, but at a certain point, it really really shifted for me when I was. um Let's say around like 11, 12, mm. I had a I had a homie named Marcus, who was like my partner in wrestling crime. That's yeah. Like whole thing. <laughs> at a certain point, you know, you hit puberty, and it's like wrestling. Wrestling did. I'm going outside. Everything is active outside. Yeah. Like, everything's active outside, and then like that. The, a lot of that time, like I said, like like not to tell too much family business. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. a part of my parents split before domestic thing was that my dad was like. Out here Doing whatever he was doing On the side Right But he had me kind of Close to that situation mm-hmm. So like I spent a lot of time When he would be doing His little dirt Down North Philly mm-hmm. With him So like I missed the Like going to these Private schools That are mm-hmm. black owned I was getting this Great education on blackness But I didn't go to The, the, the neighborhood public school mm-hmm. So a lot of kids In the neighborhood I would only know who i knew from like being outside and at a certain point my mind was just letting me roam when i was like six seven and eight like i was in front of the crib or behind the crib yeah and then like i came back around at 11 and 12 and i'm almost like a new face except for People that already knew me Right But right. like I'm coming back With this Like I'm like coming into my own Like my personality I'm starting to like Get out of the introverted bag mm-hmm. Um Still mm-hmm. very protective of my space Yeah Very watchful of my space Cause I didn't really trust a lot of people Cause when you lose that trust With somebody in your household yeah. You don't know who to trust Outside of that Cause that's the person You really imparted your what trust you in From the beginning Yeah So But I still was myself I still had jokes I always was in the clothes I was always fashionable mm-hmm. Um But I used to hoot yeah. So like yeah. my whole family plays ball. If you see me, I'm a, um I'm like a, a like a, not short. I'm fake tall. Like I gotta like say I'm fake tall. I'm like yeah. my coworker told me she was like five, ten and a half. I'm way taller than her body. I'm not six feet tall, so somebody's lying.
0: So <laughs> right, but whatever right, the case,
1: right. my dad's side is full, of these like six foot two, six foot three dudes. Uh-huh. They all hoop, but they all had the same story. They was in the streets and they just they were like Oh in the summer In summer league Oh he went mm-hmm. all pub He went to school for this oh, I used the bust His ass back then <laughs> But it's like Yeah but you don't Have nothing to show for it mm-hmm. With this playground Jump shots you got But like I was the first That had the grades yeah, And all match, that yeah. But everybody thought I was gonna grow <laughs> So when I'm like 12 That was kind of My introduction to the neighborhood It was just like Alright we outside I'm meeting new people My um, my brother Cam Had a portable court Mm-hmm. And he, would, his dad would bring the court out, and we would just be like playing ball on the street, like you know, the little slender one way streets of, course, of Philly. Of course, and like I used to be out there, work, like <laughs> left, men, left yeah. handed work, <laughs> all jumpers, bread, yeah. What you need, yeah. got it. <laughs> Love for <life>. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. What you need, got it. And I've always been like deceptively like athletic for my size, so mm-hmm. I was like always faster. I jump higher than people thought I could. Like yeah. I, I played D, so it was just like that was. That and then we would put the gloves on mm, back in the day. Mm-hmm, and like mm-hmm. my dad's the box, so yeah. I used to have me in different. Like boxing scenarios probably right. had me in, Had me like in the in, in the boxing gym A few times Had me, in, had me like sparring A few times doing me like People Google don't stuff. understand
0: Like Philly culture yeah, Like yeah. boxing is very Like intertwined
1: yeah. with that Absolutely yeah. Yeah. Absolutely So you got dudes Like Bush Lewis One of the biggest Producers Like like, like producers Of boxing events Back in the day Like mm. and, you, and, you, and and he worked with Ali and Joe Frazier And all those big fights Like he was involved With all that wow. And um A lot of these people Are people who Our parents New in some capacity, like, because Philly's one of those, like, large cities. It's like, it's, like, it's like when it's considered a large American city, we're always between like the fourth and sixth most populated city in the U.S. Right. But it feels very small because of how the city's like gridded as far as black communities go. Mm. So you mm. tend to just know a lot of people. And I always say I come from a family that's some knowing niggas, some ass <laughs> niggas. Like we just, like even yeah. in New York, it's a reason why I know a lot of people is mm. I'm, not, I'm not out here intending to be this way. I literally come from a family. Right. It's natural That we true. know, my family knows everybody. Like majority of my mom's side is Muslim. They all... Mm-hmm. They know the whole Muslim community. Like it's literally like if some if some Muslim shit happens, or somebody claims they Muslim and they they say, "Oh, my family's this back home," I can make a call and be like, "Yo, you can trace that back." Yeah, like, "Yo, yo this person saying they this, this right. is this is a lie." And you know? like, Check like my yeah, my family just knows a lot of people in that way. Right. So just and in, in, in having those experiences, like with mm-hmm. boxing, we put the gloves on. It's like you no know, people know me, but only a few people know me. And if you know me, you never really see me fight. I'm generally a peaceful dude. Right, right. But like the gloves would come on, and it was just like
0: <laughs> different different guy. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. I was come on, it's like, oh, no.
1: Like, so I'm, I'm throwing a jab square in my head, so I'm turning. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, it just looks very technical. 12. it be 12. Be 12. <laughs> and it's just like, like, first of all, I've never seen this, this this kid a day in my life. Second of all, who is this kid? Third of all, like he plays basketball. He can, he can be decent with this. Yeah, yeah. With this. And so now I'm, like, I'm outside, and then it becomes a thing where it almost feels like a draft. Mm. Like, who's trying to draft you? But right. then, like, 11, 12 is kind of like that age when it starts to get... Fifty, the kids you playing tag with at nine mm-hmm. some of them into some different things about 12 right. and by the time you 14 15 is like the gunfighter okay corral in some situations so mm-hmm. like at that point is when i started like just getting experiences with everybody and really like quickly discerning who i was fucking with and who mm-hmm. i wasn't like not in a way where it's like i don't like this person but in the way it was like yo if i want to protect myself mm-hmm. i can't be fucking with that but like that checking to see if the, the stove is hot mm-hmm. kind of like way of approaching it yeah. you end up in situations and you end up like just in the certain things you're not really supposed to be in yeah, Like yeah. That's, that's that's kind of like my story as a teenager
0: but that's real though that, that's sort of one thing that that's a real takeaway from that is like you know sort of having the full gamut of everything you were involved in yeah. it's, it's almost interesting though like because similar I sort of can relate to that in a sense of yeah. sort of like having multiple things you were involved in as a kid and like Your your friends in basketball Know you for one thing Your friends in school Know you for another thing Your friends in boxing Know you for another thing But they don't see you In those other worlds mm-hmm. But you're all, You're always the same person yeah. But you're involved In all these other things yeah, yeah Um, And it's almost like You're sort of like Learning about yourself yeah. Um, And you know all the sides Of who you are
1: Yeah, yeah. But
0: like And even like Getting getting involved With some other stuff You're still learning About yourself Yeah You know I feel like the good And the not so good Are all always actually necessary yeah. You know So like even in that situation is like You're still learning About yourself You're still even Gaining principles From that Yeah, yeah. So like I don't even Down that at all
1: yeah yeah. yeah yeah, And it's definitely One of those Like that's why I feel like I related To that Good Kid Mad City album So mm. much Cause that was me I was never I could never go back Or I could never Be on record To say that I was The most root In this two In this nigga In my neighborhood yeah. I was not that <laughs> I was not that Nor did I aspire right. to be But right, like right. I wasn't getting Bitched in my neighborhood Either mm. It was like That mm. kind of thing mm-hmm. So it was like You carry that and then, like, certain things happen, and like, when you start getting older, it goes less from like it's, it literally goes from like you 12, 13, it's like a fight, mm-hmm. somebody getting jumped to when you like 15, 16, somebody might be getting stabbed, mm-hmm. and then like you 16, people getting shot. It's more serious, yeah, you get serious, yeah, yeah. and like, and that's literally like a blessing in a way, not the scenarios, but the fact that I was from Uptown, mm-hmm. Uptown is a little slower, right? Than, like a North Philly, right? right. And North Philly folks is getting shot at 1213 mm. folks is like folks this 1213 with guns right so that's just a whole different scenario so once you start seeing that and that becomes a part of your life around 15 16 17 by 17 like my first experience probably was just exhaustion mm. just like having experience like all the stuff I went through in my household mm. But at the same token Like everything's going In my neighborhood But then I go To this great school That's really been like The driving force Of my adolescence My parents yeah. Made sure I went To great schools And I ended up Going to Central High School mm. Or the 266 That was yeah. the uh, We didn't go by Graduation years We went by Graduation numbers mm. So Central High School is the second oldest High school in America Wow And like I was the 266 266 graduation cla- mm. Graduating class That was a class of 07 yeah. So like Going to this high school That kind of, I think that, like, statisticians should, like, somehow create some sort of analytics around this. Like, of how inner city schools, you can take kids from these neighborhoods, but create a culture where, like, academia is really respected. Mm. Because, like, in other high schools, like, kids was getting Fs, Ds, Cs, whatever they was getting cut in school. Like, if you got an F on your report card, you ain't even want to show your face when you got your report card in Mm. school. Cause it wasn't cool to get those grades. Like man, it wasn't man. cool. Like yeah, it just yeah. wasn't thorough. Like it wasn't. <laughs> it just wasn't a thing that you really yeah. wanted to do. Yeah. yeah so yeah. like, like you said, it's the idea of living different lives in different spaces. So in school, mm-hmm. it wasn't until like I had a few homies that my man Sharif was mm-hmm. from like Maryland area, not far from me. Like he mm-hmm. would come to my neighborhood, so he would know how it was going down over there and like different stuff that was happening over there. So he would kind of come to school and be like, "Oh yeah, like," because I wasn't a cool kid my first year of high school, not because I was like where I just was so aligned With my neighborhood mm. That like When I started seeing Where it was going And I started like Entrenching myself more In that central high school culture I came through I mean, Junior year of high school Started hanging with like All the cool dudes I knew There's already my homies I just was like After school I wasn't going to kill Kick it with them I was going back to my neighborhood Kick it with them Yeah I started shifting Who I was kicking it with And then, next thing you know I'm like one of the cool kids in my class and I know everybody in the school and it kind of like changed like that like I said knowing niggas as niggas like it wasn't hard (laughs) once I actually placed my energy over there to become that in that space Mm -hmm. but like with everything kind of like coming to snowball the snowball effects, where the high school with just like violence and different stuff happening in my neighborhood, I was exhausted and was kind of just like I need to change. Didn't come from a family people that went to school. I'm the first on my dad's side to go to college, the second on my mom's side to go to um, a four year school, the third including my aunt because she mm. went back to community college. Where'd you go? I went to more I went to Morehouse College in okay. Atlanta. Yeah, yeah so yeah, like yeah. that. So I, and I didn't have any. Understand of <laughs> what, my college choice was literally based off a college like my high school had when uh-huh. they had when they had like on like, on on site admissions for free. Faraday, yeah, like yeah. Fair day like all right, mm-hmm. you don't got to pay no, no, you don't have to pay no fee. All right, Pat, yeah.
0: yeah, I got accepted to Tuskegee. Yeah. on one of those joints. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, so
1: it was one of those. Like all right, like so I got in the Morgan State, like Pitt, a mm-hmm. bunch of schools. But my man West was my like, my right hand man, my best friend. His brother went to Morehouse, mm-hmm. and like I just remember. <laughs> I, i never forget this Like He would come back Telling the stories But you know When you're in the neighborhood And then all you really know Is the neighborhood You don't really know Much Like, right, it, right. like We didn't have A lot of the, We had experiences But we didn't have A wide range of experiences Like I said before About Blackness being a monolith mm. I think at a certain point I lost sight of that mm. For a second So he's coming back With these like Elaborate stories <laughs> Making Making fucking more how seemed like Narnia is and fantasy land. <laughs> so I'm like, what the yeah. fuck is you talking about? <laughs> I just remember my man West mom, somehow convinced his mom to send him to homecoming, <laughs> a junior year high school missed days of school to go down there I think she was wanting to see like the college campus yeah. not realizing that he was about to be in the mix down there yeah. like they had they had my man with a fake ID he came back with, he came back to school we had algebra two together this junior year he yeah. was like, like on some like road to El Dorado should the city to go he said yo all the stories are true all of them are true so then you take like yeah. that first GZ album coming out Thumb Motivation 101 oh, man. and then
0: yeah that's the time yeah right, it's like right, 05 right. it's like yeah. oh,
1: Thumb Motivation it's like 05 06. Yeah. it's like TI's king and the ATL comes out so then it's like yeah Atlanta don't sound too bad like like like, I don't I'm not really I'm not really fucking with Philly I still love my people but like it's Mm. a different kind of energy there I'm gonna end up in a bad space if I stay here fuck it we going to Atlanta (laughs) and I went down there and I was like oh no this is old that shifted everything what was it like what was it like it it, it quickly reminded me that blacks weren't a monolith like Mm -hmm. I've always been like I didn't really have that experience of how people don't have like those experiences in black spaces mm-hmm. like the elementary and middle school I went to like I didn't have a white classmates. So I was in ninth grade I didn't right. have a white teacher so I was in seventh grade mm-hmm. literally all that like seeing black male teachers weren't a thing for me like seeing mm-hmm. black women that taught wasn't a thing for me being in class with black kids that were like West Indian and like African and all those different things like mm-hmm. seeing that wasn't a thing for me like learning about black history in a way that was very different than the traditional history but right. right. weren't a thing for me not to mention I had that at home mm-hmm. not to mention like I said earlier that my whole mother's side basically converted to islam in the 70s and 60s and 70s mm. so like i've always had a strong scope of blackness around me right but it was all from the scope of philadelphians and, and lower middle class to straight middle class and even some like lower class mm. from a poverty line situation people whereas i'm going to school and like i'm going to school with like stevie wonder's kids now yeah you know? yeah but like <laughs> We all with the same shits Not to say that Steve Wonder's kids Are with the shits That's not what I'm saying What I'm saying is that Yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) Not to say they're with the shits What I'm saying is that You're in school with these people Who are those Who are like Mm. Kind of like seen as like there's this line of affluence Or this, this this line of fame And fortune Whatever you want to say mm-hmm. And you're from this place Where it's like I don't even I'm leaving every year And I know how I'm gonna get back cause mm-hmm. I don't know how I'm gonna pay for it Right right But like
0: Familiar with that uh, Yeah Student loan uh, uh, What is it Federal aid office Yeah, yeah. yeah I was so familiar with that yeah. office, dude, right? So
1: yeah. when you dealing with that Yeah But it's like Wait we all in this together We all in this At the same time In the same place Not to mention The AUC Which is Atlanta University Center Is a Mm. very different kind of place Yeah Um, Because it's Morehouse College Clark Atlanta University and Spelman College. Right. And they're literally next door to each other. I'm talking yeah. about, it's like, <laughs> it's like, one, if one of them's the train, the other one's this crib, and the other one's the bodega. Like yeah, That's how yeah. close they are. Right on the corner. Yeah, without the borders, without the borders, it could be one large school. Mm. Not to mention that we were missing a school. Like, Morris Brown had, like, lost their accreditation by that right. point. They weren't around. Right. But also, I'm in college from 07 to 11, which is, like, a new genesis in Atlanta. You figure,
0: Right. Yeah.
1: I came right after Jeezy hit, Right after T.I. hit T.I. went to jail Came out Dropped Paper Trail Went back to jail
0: mm-hmm.
1: But during that time Gucci dropped his first Gangsta Grill Right City on Smash Uh, You got Dro out there You got Young LA out there You got Travis Porter They came mm-hmm. out when I was in school Waka Flocka dropped Flocka Valley When I was in school yeah. Future came out Which is a funny story If I ever see <laughs> him again I'm gonna tell him that, <laughs> Like Like a friend of mine, my homegirl, shout out Michelle Honore from Chicago. Mm. She was from Chicago, right outside of Chicago. Like one of her best friends was Iman Shumpert. Yeah. And he Iman went to Georgia Tech.
0: That's right, that's right. And he was yeah. in tech. So like he would yeah, be around man.
1: every so often. And <laughs> one day we was in the crib kicking it, doing what college kids do. And he was just like, Yo, I got this new dude. Y'all might not have heard him yet, but he about to have the city on fire. And I'm just like, Who? <laughs> and it was future.
0: Wow. And
1: that wow. was like January 2011, yeah. Jan- like January 20- 2011, December 2010, something like that. That's it was like around amazing. that Christmas time. Man. And it was like, all this music is happening. Like, Jeezy dropped a recession when I was in school. Man. Like, Jeezy was on our campus in that big blue Lambo today. <laughs> like, literally on our campus. With the baby boo Lamborghini the night Barack Obama won. Mm. So the campus is already a fucking, like, it, people are going yeah, bananas yeah. on campus. And yeah. Jeezy's out there with us, like, <laughs> of all places to be in Atlanta, he said, I wanna drive mm. to the to Atlanta University Center, cause I need to be around this, cause it's probably one of the largest concentrations of blackness.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah.
1: going fine, right? So yeah. you got like CNN there, sold that, like sold that O'Brien's on campus mm-hmm. over there, talking to the responsible students. And then the rest <laughs> of us are fucking having the mosh pit yeah. through You know what I'm saying? So it was just one of those things where it just like, it didn't feel like a real place Mm. because of like where I was from. Right. Because it was, but it was also like, I was always in a space where I felt like I was always occupying two lives, like we Mm. were saying earlier. Right. right. Just, um, so I'm in school enjoying this life, but I lost a lot of people when I was in school. Like, Mm. so like, I had like a phobia of like, Receiving phone calls from Philly numbers when I was in school because it was yeah. always some bad news. Attached it was to like it. long text messages. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You're like oh
0: shit, dude, what's going on? Yeah, you know? yeah,
1: it was always some shit happening back home. Yeah, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But that school really gave me every anything I might have lost faith in, mm. as far as just like interactions with people and like re, re, never never losing sight of my blackness, but just like what I how I saw us and our capabilities. Right. Were, Shifted back, and we reaffirmed mm-hmm. by Morehouse College. Like it's a reason why they call they call Morehouse like Mother Morehouse, like mm-hmm. like, the, like the institution. Like even the way you go into school, they have like a thing called this thing called the parent parting ceremony. Mm-hmm. I don't want to ruin that. In case somebody decides to go, yeah, yeah, yeah. but like it's definitely the name. Take the name very literally. It's a it's a, very, a parent parting ceremony, mm-hmm. and this it's a lot of that's because like your parents are really leaving you. In the hands of the school, and most schools just give you education, but like certain schools like Howard, Morehouse, Spellman, Hampton, FAMU, like certain HBCUs in particular. Mm. You can't, it's not possible to, to go in and come out the same way because mm. they change certain things in you. They like refine you in certain ways, but also, like, they, 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 it's almost like fame and fortune, right? Mm. They say you are who you are, just that this thing just brought out.
0: brings it more. It just
1: brings out more. Yeah, so it's yeah, kind of yeah. like if you're not really sure of yourself, you start seeing like the dudes that came in looking one way, and next you know they wearing Sperry's and bow ties. Like, that was never me. <laughs> like, I was like, I'm yeah. always from Philly. Like, yeah. I came yeah. to school, I had braids, I was a whole right. different dude when I came right. to school but when it was all said and done I was just a refined version of myself mm. but like I said like a lot of the dudes I really like looked up to include my father like my cousins on my dad's side they were all like eloquent street dudes mm-hmm. so like I was just like how can I repurpose that in a way mm. Mm. But I always understood Like I said Going back to before How like music Is something I've always loved Like how can I take that And kind of use this Understanding of culture And pop culture And rap culture And black culture that I have And kind of like Turn that into something else Yeah. And in the course of that Like my homies We formed this thing Called the House of Homage Is this in school Or after school In school This okay. is in school So yeah. like we're all from Philly We have two dudes From the DMV area From Maryland mm-hmm. um, Maryland D.C. Virginia And um uh, one dude from 757 of Virginia From, from Newport News, Virginia Of course So yeah. like So like We're all like dudes That were kind of bonded By just like Proximity A lot of us stay in the same Freshman dorm But also it's like Similar stories It's mm. just like Come by Like we're all kind of Roses that grow out of concrete Yeah Like all yeah. of us So like like Dudes that are from these places You weren't really supposed To make it out of But um. yes you did But yeah we were all smart But then we were cool Yeah. But then we like clothes we like sneaks. It was like, how do you have those clothes? None of us did any anything illegal. If you re, if you went to if you went to school with us, it yeah. was like, how do they have these things? Nobody was. There was no weed men in our crew. It was right. no nothing of that. We all just like it was either bad spending with refund checks or, <laughs> right. or like I wrote papers for people in school. We yeah, found a way. I mean, we found ways but like we, the, those those new phone pods, we was going to have them. Those <laughs> majorities was going to have them. Yeah. We was on nudie jeans real early. <laughs> we was wearing APCs before everybody mm. on campus. We were, we Talk were, about we were, it. We were, we were heavy to be that young. Yeah. But like we was cool though. Like mm. we, it, was, it wasn't any hint of arrogance towards us. Like we threw, right. we were known for throwing like the best like kickbacks mm. like house parties but then like the House of Homeless was a space Became an entity Mm. That continues to grow It continues to become A thing that we have Like Trademarked and everything That's Mm. like Basically creative house Because we have a little sum of everything Yeah But from the ranks of it Like we have photographers We have People who work in fashion We have Myself who's I consider myself A man of with the words Like words have always been Very important to me mm. Like I said Dad being an eloquent street dude My mom was never If he was like If my mom was mad at me It was never like Your mom's mad at you was like Your mom is disenchanted with you <laughs> Like that's what he would say That's just, even worse And it's just like God I feel yeah. like shit right yeah, now Yeah 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 So like those <laughs> like, like, I've, Words have always been Very significant mm. to me So I consider myself A guy with the words But then over time mm. We've had like New, new people involved I Man, being old French Being old French is like the next big thing Out of Philly is he's, mm-hmm. he's a singer He's an R&B singer And he's a monster He has yeah. a project He's a project You should look him up On iTunes It's the only project You'll find under his name mm-hmm. um, Then you have Like Corey Towns Then you have Wesley Garris Who's totally different He's like working In the city of Philadelphia But he, he moves and shakes mm-hmm. in, Like city politics circles and, and working with Like communities And he's a deacon Of this church mm-hmm. But he has a different Kind of connection To the people mm-hmm. So it's like when we're trying to do projects back home he's facilitating that because he's a lot more entrenched in like community endeavors right he knows who to speak to for grant money all that kind of stuff so we yeah. just have like different tiers of people with my man sanford jenkins is a filmmaker mm. a former wall street banker from from north philly from the same block that meek from yeah from germantown from north philly by way of germantown but spent his high school years on the same block that meek's from mm. but like went to the clark full scholarship Left his scholarship to go to Morehouse because he realized that investment banks didn't invest, mm. then didn't, didn't invest. The clerks students, nor did they recruit over there. Mm. So it's like, all right, I'm gonna take this hit. I'm gonna have to take all these loans, even though I was going to school for free. Mm. and walk across the grass. I'm. He got. He got. He, got, he was the only person I in my class, 2011, to get an offer from all six major investment banks. Mm. And like, worked two years on Wall Street. Realized they didn't really value mm. blackness on Wall Street, nor did they value him. He was just there and this was after they extended his two year offer when mm-hmm. he usually kick people out It's yeah. like nah you can stay he was, yeah. he was like nah fuck that mm. like left took all that bread he made all his bonus money lived, up, lived in New York with us for a year mm. paying everything cause he had all that money and then got into USC for film school
0: Wow, and now he's
1: like in the bay about to be the next Something Killing it Yeah, yeah like like, like 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 in these Creative communities we, Yeah That's a story yeah. Wow. yeah If he was ever here I would definitely Tell you to have him We wow. all But we all have Different stories Because like I think that one thing That my crew as a collective Does well Is we mm-hmm. We're conscious enough To understand the past How it affects us mm. The baggage Is kind of giving us and like the inspiration is given us as well So mm. we're, we're as a collective Helping each other Work through whatever baggage Whether it be like Triggering moments Like mm. trust issues All that we're, Like it's like, like All that black Male black toxic masculinity, whatever yo, you want to call it. Yo, we yeah. don't really have that because we say we love you every day in the group chat. We say mm. we love you in person. We end all conversations with that. Like it's a different, it almost feels like gods in that relationship. Mm. Same thing with my guys I grew up with. That's how we talk to mm-hmm. dudes from my neighborhood. Of like course. dudes with tattoos on your face, on their face. I'm like, yo, I love you, bro. I love you too. And mm. that's how we interact with each other and we, we. Uplifting that way, but the House of homage has found a way to mobilize that and to turn it into something that's like a functioning entity. Yeah. So that's like probably the best thing to come out of those. Like I didn't pledge in college, but it didn't feel like mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Like that's what it feels like. Yeah, yeah. Like it's like a different kind of brotherhood and it's like a different kind of understanding. Damn. To the point that it's nonverbal and the fact that like it's so much love amongst us that it's not like everybody wants to be a part of it because we're not trying to be this cool thing. Right. It's right. not like a thing that we don't even really promote a lot of the things that we work on. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not even for that. It's just that, yeah, we did that thing and we're going to continue to mm-hmm. do more things. So that's, mm-hmm. like, a lot of what it's kind of become over the years. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's... Uh,
0: yeah, nothing but respect for that as yeah, well. Because yeah. it just sounds like on so many levels, like, it's not just doing the work but it's also like the the people that you are yeah. you know it's like it's dealing with not only the results but also like the person behind the results yeah. like you know in in growth in all those areas and aspects of life you know and i think those are like the principles that we need to sort of like really embrace you know i feel like that's the whole thing i keep saying principles but you know even like being a man or a woman having principles having morals and ethics and how you treat people how you treat yourself Mm -hmm. like impacts like the the output and what Mm -hmm. you're able to do for your community for your peers your brothers and sisters so like to hear you even say that and see how you guys have found a way to do that in a natural way you know that makes sense for our cultural context Mm -hmm. Is super important You know yeah, I, mean? I just don't yeah. want to Overlook that at all Yeah no That's
1: like, no, even something That we remind each other of Yeah Like like, like understanding Why we function so well In the past And why we want mm. to Continue to elevate Because now life is changing Like people mm-hmm. are engaged People have children So like It's not this This motley crew Of dudes no more It's mm-hmm. like We're growing adults Trying to function But we're also trying To make sure That we're keeping That part of us Like alive Because it's it's, it's it's kind of hard Last year, we definitely had a moment where We were like Kind of moving outside the ways That our group was formed And we had to have Real candid conversations With each other About why that was And just recentering it Like a lot of that incorporate bringing God Back into the conversation Because mm. that's always been A part of our crew Yeah and yeah just like keeping that energy and understanding that this isn't just a space for us to talk and like laugh and joke like mm. it's actually about like putting numbers on the board yeah. it's actually about like uplifting each other that's in your respective careers any like community projects we do anytime you can lend a hand to something your brother's doing even if it's something as simple as like babysitting their kids like mm-hmm. things like that like it's like a certain amount of love and tact and care that you bring to everything that we do and like one thing that I've been working on doing personally is, like, how do you bring that to your career? Mm. Like, you treat this thing that's almost like... Uh, you ever seen Jay McGuire? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, he was a good ingenious character, Rod mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. Like, this big football player, but he wasn't getting the check, like, show me the money. Mm-hmm. But some of that reason was because his team wasn't faithful in the passion that he played with, right? Mm. But if you watch the movie, he... Regina King played his wife, Marcy Tillwell, one of my favorite uh, couples in film history. Mm. He approached approached his family life With such A resounding love That he wasn't able to replicate At times on the field He had heart He had skill He had talent Mm. But it was like That love wasn't always displayed At some point he got jaded In his craft Mm. But he never got jaded With his family Right So like when you try To be successful in your career It's like how do you merge That love you have For that thing Or that person and bring that over here like how do you find that passion point how do you not become jaded right it's like something i've been trying to really work on just as a major. professional
0: major yeah. man major yeah. so for those who don't know even though you do number of things like what would you say if somebody asked you what do you do now currently how would you even say that um well
1: technically i'm at translation that's mm-hmm. um steve styles ad agency i'm working on the social team over there but by trade, I'm a storyteller. Mm. Like, like mm. from since a kid. Like yeah, it all yeah. really starts like <laughs> when somebody, when, when four of us were there and we all saw the same thing, it doesn't matter who was there, Chris is telling the story. Yeah, like you're the, painting the real yeah, picture. Yeah, huh? yeah. yeah,
0: you're like explaining the things happening around the situation yeah. and the atmosphere that created that situation. Yeah. yeah. so like, I think yeah, a
1: yeah. matter of that, I was a marketing major in school, so mm. like I could always write, but I wasn't like an English major, I wasn't writing like that, but like mm. I was saying, my hustle was like writing papers. Right. So I think that like, me writing papers and like writing papers for people that often weren't in my major. Mm. Like I had to like spend the shit,
0: <laughs> yeah, like yeah, spend
1: yeah. some shit I really didn't know. For real, so how like, but I was like getting people A's on papers. Like <laughs> so it was like all right, like I think I just sharpened my pen. Mm-hmm. I came out of school. I didn't have a job. A lot of that was by choice.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, definitely can say this now because I'm growing. My mom <laughs> can't do anything to me. But a lot of interviews that I could have went on, yeah. they probably could have got.
0: I wasn't mm-hmm. fucking with
1: it. Like, mm-hmm. I wasn't. I knew myself well enough to say, I'm not about to be this suit. I'm not about to do that. Not, not been but, settled. It, yeah, I, I, I just didn't have interest in that. I knew I want to do something more creative. Right. But I didn't really. At, at that point, I don't think Morehouse did as good a job as it does now in creating that pipeline of more creative opportunities. They were like right. really filtering us into like Fortune 500s, um, consulting companies, accounting firms, banks. Like, that was like where it was sending everybody to. Mm-hmm. But, um,. Now they do a lot better job from that with that from what I understand. But at that point, I ended up back in Philly. Mm -hmm. like 21, 22. I have a girlfriend um, that ended up being a long distance situation after a while. So she's like moved back home to California. Mm -hmm. I'm broke. Mm -hmm. She's broke. We broke. (laughs) (laughs) Right, (laughs) trying to figure it out. And my homegirl Meg, shout out Megan Washington, put me on this opportunity with this site called Aristocrat. Which was paying writers X amount of dollars per piece I can't remember the amount Maybe 25 per piece mm. And it was like Okay I have to write papers for people mm. I know rap music I've always had a great <laughs> opinion On rap music Yeah I'll definitely say I, I think I might have A strong opinion on music mm-hmm. um, That I'm able to convey And communicate mm. a certain way mm. So I'm like I need money they they paying this I'm gonna start writing Because I need money there And is. then like It's always I always use writing As a skill necessity And that will end up Being the thing That got me to New York Mm -hmm. Um, Another one of my good friends Brian Artis He's actually in the Bay Area now too Mm -hmm. Had a site called The Humble Bees And at a certain point The Humble Bees And Hip Hop's in 1987 Were the two biggest sites in Philly Hip Hop's in 1987 Like they had a different plan for amplification. though. they were doing video content. Right. They were tagging the game at all levels. Like I said, we were broke. We were broke, <laughs> so we didn't really have it like that. <laughs> yeah. But like, I don't know if we even had the foresight. We was just trying to like mm. put on like cool artists. So I think right. that's the reason why they were able to go to that next level because mm. they just had like a full plan on like this how to amplify everything they were doing. But running that site, one day Brian like goes through this like epiphany when he says, like, "I'm not really passionate about this anymore. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to do this anymore." And it kind of goes into like Oh shit Like now it's like Damn what you mean I want to do it Like how can we Just do the thing Then it goes into like Oh shit He did all the creative parts Of the site That's what he does He's in like the base Doing like UX design For like apps and stuff now So he designed the site He knew like code And stuff like that Like I Was just the guy that was leading the editorial, so now I'm like, I don't even know how to really run the site, right? Right, I'm asked out, <laughs> <laughs> I'm asked out, yeah like, yeah, like what I'm gonna do. What's next? And nice. at a certain point, I think Complex put out a put out a uh one of them lists. It was around the era when Complex was doing a list on everything. I remember it yeah. was like XM, it was like top 50 hip hop writers to follow. Mm. One of them was a guy named Alvin Blanco. I kind of mm. went through the list. Was like, all right, I need to figure something out. Was just following people based off did of they seem cool or not. Like whatever <laughs> my rubric of cool was like, all right, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: I see I I think I can get built with this person based on the vibe. I Mind you, vibe at the same this, time, sure. I'm using LinkedIn as a way to kind of build connections because a lot of my friends, like my man Sanford was still on Wall Street, mm-hmm. my man Mel was up here on Wall Street. So I had a lot of my best house of homage friends mm-hmm. up here in New York at the time, which is the one I said right. down the street. Right. On am right, right. in Williamsburg or whatever. So um I was up here visiting Mm-hmm. And I would use like LinkedIn I was like cold DMing people I called it like I called it like Email cracking Like once you figure out What the email looks like You know that This company's email Is first name dot last name So <laughs> now I can email Anybody yeah, yeah, yeah. I know What it looks like So I'm aiming high <laughs> I'm aiming high I'm taking lunch With people I'm, I, But little did I know I'm creating these relationships mm. Some of which are Lasting like currently But I didn't really Have the skill set For anybody To really take a chance On me in a certain way right. um, A few people Tried to give me interviews But I didn't I, I was interviewing well From a personality standpoint mm-hmm. But I didn't have The answers the for like Yeah skills yeah, yeah, but yeah. the one thing I could do is write. So one day, This mm-hmm. dude Alvin Blanco, one of the guys I followed from his complex list. He mm-hmm. he um all of a sudden, he all of a sudden uh, tweets, "I'm looking for interns for HipHopWire.com." At this point, HipHopWire was this young bubbling site that wasn't. Necess- they were under the same media network as Bossip oh, and yeah. the mogul media. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Bossip was the premier site, but you had Mam Noir on the rise, mm-hmm. a few other sites, but um, HipHopWire was like their male dominated rap centered voice. Mm-hmm. That was what that that's what the role they filled in that like contagion of sites. Mm-hmm. So uh he writes this this tweet about needing interns but doesn't leave an email because I've been scouring emails yeah. all my life because I don't fucking have anything else to do. I'm jobless. Yeah. Essentially yeah. just writing right pro bono yeah. Um found his personal email. He maybe hit me back a month later Kind of like Remember that sign Remember that Remember that That last line On Kanye's last call mm. Like you, you think They still signed me To Rockefeller It was kind of yeah. like that Like it was It was like one of those Like oh <laughs> You still trying to be an intern yeah. I'm like fucking right So I'm in my mom's bedroom Intern and I remember he gave me His paper He gave me this Assignment to do like A list of like The 10 artists 10 top artists From the, from Rockus Records mm. And like I wrote that shit It's probably trash I wouldn't even want to Go back and read it now right, right. But at that point He was so impressed mm. By how I wrote it And now like I didn't realize at the time I kind of realized it But didn't like Cause I didn't really like Being from where I was from Like Philly has this thing Where they call it like You know dick on people Like, that? Like dick eating is like dick riding But nah. it's a more aggressive way of saying it Yeah 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 So like So like I never really deified peers mm. I can respect somebody But it's not like so I would see dudes up here With all the followers And all these different things And they were just a dude With a lot of followers Like I didn't really like look, Be it bow down Or look at it past that Like right. I don't really know him mm. Like this dude could be a crad mm. or so one of the Best <laughs> brothers I met up here One of the best brothers I met up here Was actually working un- Right under my boss mm. his, um, Kazeem Famayude mm. he, uh, I hope I didn't butcher his last name But mm. Real life Cas on Twitter A lot of people know him on Twitter Of course Yeah but like So like I, Literally I know That I'm working under Alvin Blanco Who's written for Scratch Magazine all of hip-hop, a bunch of different publications. I'm losing my mind he wrote a book. He wrote a book on Wu-Tang mm-hmm. by this point. Like, like like not old, but definitely an old head in right. the culture. But then you have, like, the young gunner that is Kaz at the time. He's only two years older than me. Mm-hmm. But, like, he had already been at the source. He already created a lot of relations for himself. You had this girl named Latifa Muhammad that was based in the L.A. office. Mm-hmm. Guy named DL Chandler, who I'm still consider my OA. he lives in DC. Mm-hmm. Probably run into him this weekend during Barclays City weekend. <laughs> but uh, little did I know. And then even as like some of those people were leaving, like Trent Clark, who's now the, edit- the editor in chief of of um, Hip Hop DX. Mm-hmm. I'm like working under these people as an intern and then mm-hmm. a freelancer. And like between if this is March 2012, I get the internship. Yeah. By May. 2013 I got an offer To move to New York Wow Um In between that I was a freelancer So it didn't take me that long To start actually making Significant money Like being at my mom's house Like getting X amount <laughs> of dollars Per check Like yo this is stupid Yeah Like yeah. I'm writing In the bid all day I'm in the bid I'm in Starbucks writing Yeah And next you know I'm getting paid Like a couple grand mm-hmm. A month to do this Like oh shit cool. This is crazy <laughs> And then You get the offer and even if the number wasn't high it got me to new york which is my mm-hmm. goal mm-hmm. and in that time i was able to just kind of hone that storytelling from a writer standpoint yeah and doing that got to interview a lot of people one of my beats i own with this thing called certified fresh certified fresh was a mm-hmm. series on like rising artists mm-hmm. and um because i they trusted my ear and um aquas aquas alvin Blanco is his nickname aqua aqua was able to really spot all of his employees like best talents and really hone on that and if and, and really influenced us To really like follow that Yeah And the thing that I was Very good at Was calling talented artists early mm. So even if you look at the, the artists I was able to interview And the people I even Tried to interview That might not have been with it For whatever reason mm-hmm. Like all of them are it. Like I got Vince Staples early Around Sean mm-hmm. Shane Volume 2 mixtape I got mm-hmm. Isaiah Rashad Before Sylvia Demo came out oh. I had I had Casey Veggies I had um, I try to get Mick Jenkins. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to get Sizzle super early. Wow, wow! Like,
0: yeah, this all goes to like what you were saying earlier, in terms of being like a natural, like people person and mm-hmm. connector. Like, and you were always, no matter what environment you were in, you were always finding the right people to be mm-hmm. around. That's sort of what you were doing there. Yeah, yeah. You know, you were sort of just putting yourself in situations and connecting with people. Mm-hmm. You were seeing and sensing something in terms of talent, and you were able to sort of attract those types of people into your life, you know? So, like, you were doing what you naturally have always done, yeah, yeah. just in a different context as a writer.
1: Yeah, yeah. and that's something that my my honestly even talked about, that law of attraction. Yeah. She, she, she thinks i would do very well by that. Mm-hmm. But, um... Yeah, just in that time there, I was there from 2013 to 2015. Was able to put some numbers on the board. Also met a lot of like industry contacts. Also, mm-hmm. um, was able to really like traverse the streets of New York mm. and literally probably ran a fucking muck majority of times. <laughs> like that was at the point like the like the last real era of labels putting money. And the shit, mm, so like, yeah, it was always like Some multi- budget yeah, budget. <laughs> so it was like it was mad listening parties, it was like parties,
0: man, yeah, yeah. Like
1: if if anybody listening was at Futures DS2 listening <laughs> party, yo,
0: dude, on the, the Highline ball was it the Highline ball? That was though? a show. He okay. had a
1: party that was in lower Manhattan Not far oh, okay. from like Varick Street yeah, yeah, In yeah. a spot that like a hole in the wall But it was a banquet hall I'm talking about They was handing out all the drinks And double cup styrofoams. Like it was sponsored by LVMH So yeah. you had, the, you had the, the baby bottles of more in the back You had all hands Tens open bar in the front The drinks was purple The drinks was purple He was in there Fucking Rudy Gay Travis Travis Scott was in there Metro (laughs) was in there And it's less about that It was less about The people in the room Mm. Because there's people In every room When you work In the music industry But People in the room Feel like people In the room sometimes Mm. That room We could've all been in there With the schoolboy Q The blank face Like no, it didn't matter who you was It not matter Everybody was dancing In that it was, bitch It was about the moment It was about the moment And mm. it was like The, the perfect crescendo moment mm. Of like Just being his future Being his artist Everybody kind of counted out Yeah And then next thing you know He comes back With Monster And then he gets like Beast mode And then he got 56 Nights And nah. then he comes out With DS2 And it's like yeah. He did that shit And DS2 was crazy Yeah and everybody in the room was wasted. It was summer, <laughs> so it was warm. Man, it was just a time. That was
0: a moment, man. Yeah, like, it was yeah a time. I like, like March Madness is probably like the theme music for like a lot of people. Like in any situation in life, it's you a, know, it's, like
1: it almost it it moves your spirit. I wouldn't want to call it the spiritual, because that's disrespectful to what the spiritual is, but. It's a spiritual experience. Yeah. I'll say that. Like, yeah. like as as somebody like Future is considered a mumble rapper. if you play, if you play, and that's not my thoughts. People mm. say about mm. if you play March Madness in the club, mm. for him to be mumbling, everybody knows the words,
0: every lyric, yes. every lyric, yeah, yes. Yeah.
1: So, so you understand something, yeah, because yeah. it was a moment, and those were the kind of moments that, like, as a diehard hip hop fan. It's a diehard rap fan that's mm. like, like I said, I'm obsessive. So, mm. like I said earlier, I, said I was able to write a piece on Rockish Records, which mm. was The Underground. I'm talking about Company Flow, all these I was into all of that left the center shit, yeah. but I love the fuck out of Future. Like mm. I, I, the the Majumber story <laughs> came from a place. Exactly. It's what I'm saying. It's a all circle, tonight. right? Yeah, so, like, tonight. these are, the, I'm, 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 I like all the things. Like, mm. I love all of those things. Like, in that time working in rap allowed me to get close to those things and really have hands on experiences with them. Mm. But at a certain point, like that, like like they were doing layoffs, got laid off, right. and that put me in a space that took me back to those college days mm. of being self sufficient. Like I don't, I didn't want a job in college; it wasn't happening. Mm. It was too much fun shit happening. I like to be able to move; mm. I wanted to move, but I needed money, so I started writing papers. Mm. So now it's like, how do you like create these situations? And that's when I learned like how to create these freelance opportunities and make them contracted situations mm. where like now you under contract with two places and as long as you fulfill these contractual obligations you're not a full time employee mm. but when you put these three salaries together nigga you winning yeah, <laughs>
0: like, and that's a skill people don't even realize like, yeah. you're, you're relying on your instincts to create your own opportunities for yeah. yourself yeah and a lot of that yeah. like
1: I said like, like a lot of the stories I've told just about these full circle moments like, mm-hmm. I, like I said my mother's side, my dad's side two different sides of the family my mother's side very blue collar loving mm-hmm. black family um, feels like the Huxtables Without the Hustable money
0: Yeah um, Yeah yeah
1: yeah Whereas My dad's side Is all derivatives Of like My granddad and his father before him Who were like Street dudes <laughs> And like So it's majority men Like not a lot of women cousins A lot of them dudes Was in the streets But they were crafty Because that's what you gotta be When you in the streets And I've been the guy That's essentially I'm a I'm derivative of that But I'm not doing any street shit So it's like How do I apply Everything I saw them do and bring it over here. Right. But they always, like, luckily, they were, like, honorable dudes, too. So, mm-hmm. like, they were these street guys, but, like, they believed in a certain code and mm-hmm. moving a certain way and being very respectful to all the different things. So that's how I kind of create these opportunities. And to this day, that's the most money I've made mm-hmm. living in New York City. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I've paid Uncle Sam back over time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so
1: all is all accounted for, but I was definitely able to really, like... That that is when I learned my fearlessness, and that's mm. something I've also like been working on. Just like, as people were, you can be courageous, but you're afraid of something. Mm. You know what I'm saying, like, mm-hmm. uh, growing up, how I grew up, like, dying is not something I was ever really afraid of, mm. but certain moments, like certain moments, I'm, I'm trying to think of one off the top of my head, but just like being candid in a situation or imposter syndrome or something mm, Right. that's right, always right. like it's, it's because of how I grew up and some of the experiences I have just from that adolescence age like every so often it's like I'm really in this space in this room doing this
0: Yeah. why me
1: yeah like why me like that mm-hmm. that that sentence right there why me mm. it's like I grew up it was 15 of us X males went to school, but some of them ended up just kind of back home. They working, they doing well. But like, why am I on this grand stage doing this grand thing? Like, Mm. of the fifteen of us, why was it me that got this? Because all the other fourteen of us are equally as dynamic as me. If you let me tell it, like it's not like I was special. Mm.
0: Mm.
1: I just made better decisions. That was really the only thing. Mm. Like, I'm not the smartest. A lot of those dudes A lot of those dudes Are as smart as me Or they're smarter than me In one way I might be I might be better than them in something They're better than me At something else Like mm. like we have Like supplementary skills In that way But like how did I Become the one mm. That did this And like retroactively Some of my friends Like I could see that Being you But like for me Being in these shoes is like I don't know How it was me So like that imposter syndrome Getting over that fear But the fear I learned During that period of my life Was like the fear of, like, sustainability, mm. like, at that point, that told me, like, oh, no, I all right, like, I'm not married to any job anymore. Because mm. it's like, all right, I just know how to get it from the mud. If I got to go back right. out here, it's not going to be easy. Mm-hmm. But you have those skills. Yeah, I can make it shake. <laughs> I can make it shake. I'm in between jobs. Okay, bet. Yeah. Like, all right. Like, the only the only difficulty there is just making sure people pay you on time.
0: That's the only thing Yeah. <laughs> only thing.
1: yeah, yeah so yeah. like those, those type of opportunities But eventually Like I said the, the Making people pay you On time thing Got difficult Around 2016 I ended up um, Taking a job At Stadium Goods mm-hmm. And Stadium Goods Had a site called The Stadium Goods Journal um, Which was a micro site that, that was telling The stories around Those shoes mm-hmm. And because I'm Coming from that too Like if you want To talk about things I was accessible over in my young years, like I said, cousins is hustlers that what do hustlers wear, they wear sneaks. Yeah. So they wearing the penny twos. <laughs> they're wearing they wearing the Jordans. They wearing the air turbulences, those old Terrell Brandon sneaks. Right. they wearing all those matching sweatsuits. So like that's where I come from. Like the stories all yeah, around Yeah Yeah, yeah the stories all around us also playing basketball, watching these mm. guys, idolizing these guys. Mm. So like I have a very strong understanding of sneakers and sneaker culture. Mm. Across the board From SBs To all that Cause as a teen, I also went through Like the X Games phase Yeah <laughs> Not actively Not actively like Right. Playing and shit But like watching on ESPN Watch on ESPN Tony Hawk Cool skater yeah. <laughs> Was what's that, what's the host uh, Sae
0: si Masa Yeah Sai Masa Yeah, yeah, si Maseke, <laughs> yeah si Maseke, he,
1: had, he had the dress He was the coolest
0: yeah, dude yeah. Man I, like. Yo if
1: you I, He fuck, it fucked me up Cause the last time I saw him He let his dress go <laughs> So I didn't know it was him I was like that Sai Masa Oh shit yeah. He's still doing <laughs> but his but thing He's still though, doing bro. his thing But I was like He ain't got the dress That was his staple He was doing it for the rosters, <laughs> <laughs> So <laughs> so I'm like oh that's fire like X Games in Philly too so we were able to yeah. actually go one year oh, like wow. 01 like 02 or something like that I was in middle school was what was Philly. that like it was just fire because like it's just like Philly you see like me doing everything on the bikes mm-hmm. like we have a bike culture so yeah, dirt yeah, bikes ATVs all yeah. that it's like everybody a we, second nature it's second nature like I don't mm-hmm. ride dirt bikes because Nah, but like, <laughs> you get me ATV, and I'm ripping the road on yeah. the ATV, like, yeah. ripping the road. So, like, even – I'm talking about when you was young, you had pedal bikes – and you would put a hug bottle on your back tire mm. and make, make it sound like a motorcycle cause it'd make a single because make a little quarter water. it like zoom 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 So you see like how long could how long down a block could you Willie? Yeah. You had dudes like a Willie like multiple blocks. So like these is like towns you see like people stand on their seats, stuff <laughs> like that. But you see this dude doing a, a double tailwind, it's like the fuck is that? <laughs> I <said the> tailwind. <laughs> it's like <laughs> the, the yeah, 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 It's like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> it's
0: yo. like Yo Was nah. it like Travis Pastrana Some other I forget yeah. who you know, his names. Yeah, are, but you, yeah. Had Merrick, Dave, you had Dave
1: Mirror, God bless him You had You had all the Bucky Lassick. <laughs> you had I'm saying like, I used to be in it yo. I used to be Fucking yeah, with it like, yeah, yeah. So like All those Damn. different things man. All those different things Like Bringing it back to that, right, I kind of right. lost myself in what nah, I was talking about me too, about me too, yeah. But no. yeah, like just those memory lane stories. Philadelphia yeah. was a great place growing up. But nah. like Even just taking those interests now, it's like all those interests inform something. Mm. So I, oh, it was the SB things what I was bringing up. Right, so, right, right. so like I was able to really talk about Nike SB in a right way. Mm. Like so I was just Crafting stories That was That was very different But now I'm also learning How to craft stories In a way that sell product Right Cause these right. like Advertorials You can't say Hey buy these shoes mm. It's like how do you Tell a story in a way That's like alright Like The, the 40, story
0: compels them To buy
1: the product it, but, but less about I didn't mean to cut you off No you good like, you good Less about like Think about like this These Like stadium goods Is Is, is a Consigner Yeah So they're selling Shoes in the aftermarket mm. So What's happening for them Is like Most of these kids Ain't got that bread if, right. you, if you come in that store Most kids that like Sneaks come in the store They know what they want mm. The thing is like How do you compel their mom <laughs> who's really making the money who yeah. wants to get their kids these shoes they weren't willing to wait out on a, camp out on a Saturday to get them or mm-hmm. if they tried they just couldn't get them mm-hmm. but they really want not get their, kid, their kids these shoes they retail for 170 but now they cost 400 mm-hmm. or at worst 600 like yeah. how are you defending this? <laughs> like because the kids tell them I want the shoes mm. kids might not be able to articulate that in a certain way mm-hmm. so how can you write these things in a way so it got to a point in my writing it started extending my role over there mm. to kind of like not just include the journal it's like alright we need you to write all our product descriptions on the site mm. we need you to write all our category descriptions because the way you write is descriptive in a way and it's actually informed by facts so like mm. You're writing your, your A shoe description from you Would be a Justifiable reason Of why to buy mm, this shit
0: You're educating people yeah, In the process Yeah it's like I'm
1: educating people In the process Wow But right. like Personally I just was going Through a lot of life shit Around that time mm, Like mm. family stuff I was in a relationship That wasn't going on that well I just felt myself Exhausted kind of mm. again And then it was like Monotonous like The thing about selling things That like when your job Is set to sell It's like that's what We come here every day To do You sell if You work in Foot Locker You know you're gonna Come to work you're going to sell these shoes, you're going to take your lunch You're going to come back in, you're going to sell more shoes And then you're going to go home And you're going to come back to your next shift And do that again mm. And it's kind of like I was writing but it wasn't like It wasn't like Hip Hop Wire when you're like One day I might do on camera work, mm. another day I might be going to interview here And then the perks is like I'm, Because I'm writing about these things, publicist is fucking with me right. Publicist is fucking with me, I'm getting advice to all the events So it's like <laughs> it's like The writing, if like you were getting incentivized for all your efforts, and then on top of it, felt so like you were getting incentivized. It was like, all right, like this is actually fun. And then also, I was twenty fucking three. Yeah. So like, yeah. I'm this a different kind of running around. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, <laughs> I'm like running around. Now I'm like maybe twenty seven, mm-hmm. twenty seven at the time. But it's like you're kind of getting tired of that kind of running around. Mm-hmm. You want to make more money. <laughs> you want to get new experiences, and then it was just like, all right, I need to change. So the mm-hmm. next natural thing was to go. With the agency and that's kind of how I got to where I'm at right now like, right. like how do you and then then also uh, uh I lost i am only child mm-hmm. but I'm like a product of a lot of people my like I said my neighbor is very close mm-hmm. like because my friends and not so close we call each other mom's mom's dad's dads, so on and so what Absolutely. so on and so forth so like one of my best friends his older brother um took his own life last mm-hmm. year mm-hmm. and um and he was literally one of the strongest dudes i knew right, right. and it still fucks me up cuz i don't really understand why that happened um it's not really for me to understand that's kind of with god mm-hmm. uh, but the emotion is still there in a lot of ways mm-hmm. but like to have that going on while a relationship is going sour mm-hmm. and then i then my other my other guy my man james god bless him he got killed in july last year mm-hmm. then i lost another friend over some petty shit back home and We weren't as close in recent years But I still had all the love for him in the world In October And then Combat Jack Who I consider to be a mentor Passed Um In December And that just really forced me to like It was a lot of reevaluation. Like you got a relationship You think you're gonna be with this girl forever It doesn't go through The way you thought it was That ends for whatever reasons Like you Things that happen on your side Things that happen on her side But then like You're still trying to like Deal with Grief and then like, it's like multiple deaths. Like the mm-hmm. way my, like a good friend of mine, my, my, my homegirl, Donette, she described it, she said like, you you, you experienced multiple deaths, like the death of your relationship, the death of your brother, which is very different. It also like, as somebody that's experienced a lot of like death, like murders, like old age, mm-hmm. at a young ages, suicide feels a little different. Yeah Like you're able to like Somebody gets killed And they was in the streets You understand that
0: External forces
1: Yeah you understand that And then you also know You also understand like The law of attraction You attract Mm. some kind of energy Mm. It's what kind of comes to that So like you sad But it's also like You can kind of like Compartmentalize Mm. At worst, you compartmentalize Mm. it, And at best You understand like Oh this is a direct cause And effect Mm. They did this thing And somebody came back And did that thing to them Then but older people It's like you know like that's really like the, the, the cycle of life. The cycle of life, you know, yeah. the, greatest, the greatest com the greatest common denominator of life is death. Mm. They say, mm. so um, with that in mind, you can understand that. But suicide is different. Mm. I never experienced that before. I know people who have, and I've consoled those people, but I've never like had that be some somebody that close to me mm. that happened to. So then it becomes a thing where you just like. Oh shit Cause then That forced me to really reevaluate all my relationships Like I'm in mm-hmm. New York I'm considered to be This popular guy In certain circles I'm cool But like I couldn't remember The last time we spoke mm. Because It's like you, When you go home You might not see him When you home But you see his His, his little brother My right hand man yeah. My closest friends so I see him when I go home So like we're always Hearing about each other Talking Like Like my, like my man would Be on the phone with him he about like, oh Rob on the phone, I'm about like, oh tell myself what's up. Mm. And it's like that might be the extent. You hear you hear his voice like coming come through the phone, What's good yeah. Chris? Like, oh yeah. what's good. Probably, you but you assume you're gonna see him or I'ma come home, I'ma see him. Right. So you don't really know. And then you up here and you realize you're gonna say like New York, which is a social city, especially if you're in certain like settings that have certain careers. Mm. Um and you like, I don't even really know half these folks like that. Mm. Like mm. we party friends. Like I don't really right. I, I might not even know their last name. Mm. Like there's a lot of Empty relationships Right, right. And so when you have That happen Then a the relationship Of yours Kind of the, the bottom Falls off the bag Of that And you don't really Have that same kind Of nurture and support That you mm-hmm. Need In that time Of being Being consoled It's like now you're Really like walking On your own mm-hmm. And then you have A murder happen After that mm-hmm. And then it's kind Of just like you kind of like spiraling so it's like how do you get yourself back on the reins like the, the best thing is to kind of start anew like start anew so it was like I needed to get up out of stadium and then ended up at translation brought a whole new energy kind of started moving different and now that's kind of how you've gotten the person that's here right now Yeah. which is almost Which is a little a year basically almost our brother passed May third, March 30th of last year mm-hmm. so like it's a testament to growth It's something that I'm very, very, very proud of Because I've experienced back-to-back Passes before, I've done all that But, like, when that happens in college It hurts, but, like, you got a lot of free time Mm. Like, it's also, like, you can't waiver cause you still gotta pay to live. Like yeah, yeah. it's like all life, right life doesn't stop yeah life doesn't stop I still gotta yeah. pay rent. Yeah, and yeah. then like this is not like in Philly or my rent might, might be cheap enough to live on your own. Mm-hmm. Generally speaking all of us have roommates. Mm-hmm. So when you don't pay rent that affects two other people. Like mm-hmm. you can all get evicted. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, 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 like yeah. landlord giving that Bro, to everybody. <laughs> so it's like you need to make sure that you still like handling your business. Mm. So so like being able to navigate that after previously saying how I was able to navigate like joblessness, mm-hmm. I almost feel like I know that I could be affected by things, but I also know that I can bounce back from anything. Right. Like it's like the bounce back game is crazy at this mm-hmm. point. Like, I'm really like confident in my ability to really like work my way out the mud. Yeah. Yeah. So like that's 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 probably the chapter if I had a book of my life. Mm. The, this chapter would be called working my way out the mud. Mm-hmm. Like that's mm-hmm. where I'm at with it now. That's real. So so yeah. That's what I'm at.
0: That's so real man And I can only just say like Being able to have those skills um, To be able to sort of Like take any situation You know And It almost goes back to even what your father said In terms of like Your days of being a boy Is soon over Yeah Like it's just like you, you, You're almost were already mentally prepared To mm-hmm. like come out of those situations Before those situations even presented mm-hmm. themselves Yeah You know so it's like and that's no small feat either yeah. You know yeah. It's easy to talk about And say like Yeah I can do these things But to actually go through Those things And come out the other end Stronger and better for it That that speaks volumes man yeah. So for real Nothing but respect you For even Appreciate sharing you. that man Appreciate you Yeah yeah I don't, I
1: don't mind really Talking about those things I also yeah. understand that like People go through things and Right Especially in like these, these black communities Which mm. is too many i most connected to it's just nice. understanding that like when you create these safe spaces it's important to actually speak speak about it or get it out it's, uh, to me yeah. it's about getting it out like yeah. in a way that's healthy though like don't use these different coping mechanisms that are unhealthy for you physically or mentally like like, like if it's not about talking journal then write that that's just for you but like when you put those words on paper that it lives it becomes real that's the one thing you learn as a writer that words mean things, mm. like and there that you see we saw about the Kanye thing earlier. Like he mm. has the whole timeline in a frenzy, yeah, because he's saying things, <laughs> he's saying things, and it's just, like
0: yeah,
1: saying yeah. all the wrong things. So like, <laughs> my thing is, if you got something on your heart and on your mm. spirit, you got to let that out. Right, right. you gotta um find that way to 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 get that outlet. Like for me it's about speaking about things. Mm-hmm. Um and for spaces where I feel safe. Like I wouldn't have said that if I didn't feel like this was a conversation. I'll be comfortable with saying that in. Absolutely. Like I wouldn't have said that if if I, if it felt if the energy was off. Right, right. If that wouldn't have been the story. I would I wouldn't even have taken the conversation mm-hmm. there. Right. Mm-hmm. So so when you when you find those spaces is important to kind of but all right well I can talk about this here. I don't mm-hmm. mind that. Just just being Comfortable enough To experience Those weaknesses And be able to Like really reflect on them
0: mm-hmm. In
1: real time Both in the time You need in silence And the time you need In a long time Right But To be able to have them In circles Because you really never know Like somebody else Might have had a better tactic Than you in working through that mm-hmm. Like Like when you have These conversations And somebody be like, Oh no well, I experienced this And mm-hmm. this is how I went through it And you're like Oh that's a little healthier In the way I might have approached it Right Like right. some people Might become recluses When things get crazy mm-hmm. Like I don't know if that's healthy. Like, Mm -hmm. it might feel natural, but I don't know if that's the healthiest way to do it. Right. So, like, when you speak to somebody you trust, or somebody that feels like they have the best interest in mind, then Mm. that becomes a different thing. Yeah, and just
0: by sharing like you said, it's like, just by sharing... Like someone else can like bring, shed some light on the situation and then give you a a new perspective and way of thinking or even like handling a situation that you didn't even have prior to even sharing that. Yeah. So like there's actually a lot of power in sharing. So definitely, man. Yeah.
1: And those are the things that's when it comes back to even like my friend circles. Like I feel like those were things personally that allowed me to kind of get closer with people. Mm. Um. Again, not that we ever lost it, but just like when you th- you ever have a situation with a friend that's like your right hand, it could be a homegirl, it could be your right hand homie, it could be mm-hmm. even your cousins, and you like you think to yourself every so often, like, I don't know if we could ever get closer, and if something happens, it's like that shit makes us mm-hmm. that much more close. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. kind of like one of those situations, Absolutely. like like that. And I've had a lot of those over the last year, especially as I've taken inventory on like like I've always been very clear on the word friend. Mm-hmm. I don't. Mm-hmm. Just use that sparingly yeah, yeah, yeah But You find yourself Like alright If you are very clear cut About that Why are you around So many people You don't consider that mm. So often Right Like it's You can have love For those people But like You're, you, you're really in those spaces A lot mm-hmm. Like Those ain't your folks Like that mm-hmm. like, They're not your peoples Like that like, You should probably be like pr- Protecting your energy A little more mm. Cause all the energy You're taking in You're really taking in Everybody's energy Like especially mm-hmm. if you're a person that like Feels A certain way mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying Like I don't know If you believe in like, empaths And like HSPs and all that Like I won't say I'm empathic Because I know people Who are like that And that's mm-hmm. a whole Different level of energy <laughs> yeah. Like I'm not But I definitely think That some of those HSP like tendencies like, I definitely know that Just from some of the things I've gone through And just being around people And always navigating people mm-hmm. I've always I've become over the years Just very good at understanding Like When somebody has some shit Going on mm-hmm. Or like just Feeling that Feeling that And like Being very in tune With myself When I got some shit Going on And what I need In that moment To kind of make sure I'm straight And the the thing now Is just getting older And trying to find Healthier practices To getting around Those things
0: Yeah And and, like People like us Who are like Naturally connectors Naturally people people And like It's easy for us To attract even like Different types of people Into our lives We have to be very aware Of that Mm -hmm. You know Because it's very Not, not even to say like easy In like a, a bragging way But like yeah. When we're in different social settings Or even different cities mm-hmm. Or communities Like we end up Around the people that like You know We want to be around Yeah You know And it's like It is natural we're not even like trying to like Yeah, yeah You know yeah. Clout chase anything It's just like No we just like End up around the people We're supposed to be Yeah in that, we have to be very aware of that the other energy around us. Yeah. and take stock of ourselves in yeah, that process. Yeah, so that's major yeah. to even bring that up. Yeah, understand sure. that
1: juice is worth the squeeze. Like what you what you want out of like right. like right, like like and some of that comes with just like finding ways to keep people where where they are in relation to you. Like some some friendships blossom. Like you and I, we know each other, we see each other around. But that doesn't mean that at a certain point you ain't gonna be my you could be my man hundred grand at a certain point. Mm-hmm. Like would well, that be a natural thing? Right. Like it's not about like chasing that but on the same token in a week how many new people do you think you meet in a week
0: I mean, me, a lot. Yeah, what I'm saying. So <laughs> yeah. in a week, you can meet like
1: 20 people right. that you met. Mm-hmm. Of those people, you may have like seven numbers. That could be mm. girls. You was girls, you, <laughs> and girls, you might be like, oh, I, I, I met her. I liked her. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get her number. Or that could just be somebody you talk to and have like a business conversation with. In New York, everybody's trying to juggle and finesse. Right. So like now you got this person number. You got seven new numbers in your phone. And think about if you really did that consistently every week mm. in a 52-week year. That's like Over 360 numbers
0: Yeah Yeah Facts
1: Facts <laughs> Like mm-hmm. That's like what 364 or something like that <laughs> Something like that If Crazy. I the number right Yeah
0: Crazy
1: yeah 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 basically So like that's That's a lot of new energy To take in mm. Like some people want to fall About the wayside on that of course, it's gonna be like, all right. I was talking to her, I was texting her. She, we don't have good conversation. I'm done with it. Mm-hmm. Or like we had this thing, we went on a date. The date was trash and My date no more. <laughs> or I, was, I did some fuck nigga shit. Like I might have fucked it up. Like it's <laughs> done. But then he's like, oh man, it's got bad business. But then through that, you keep certain energy mm-hmm. from that. Certain people remain constant. Mm-hmm. Some people stay around too long. Some people aren't around long enough. Mm-hmm. But you're taking out all the energy, and all this is affecting you. Because like you said earlier, like the, one of the key things that you said was that life keeps happening like it keeps yeah, happening uh, so like you got to be wa- very wary of that so i know like personally over the last few months like if i might have got seven new numbers on my phone not when i was in a relationship not those kind of right numbers, right kind of right. Like <laughs> disclaimer but, disclaimer yeah. I, that's, that's not my, that's not my MO at all but but uh just in the, the, art, the art of connection the art of connecting people with people like the last few months, I try to take as much of a sabbatical off of that as possible, right and just spend as much time with myself, yeah, as possible, yeah. as much time like just reevaluating certain things as possible, yeah, That's what I'm saying so. Yeah Like that Absolutely That's a practice I would would hope And And challenge all my folks To try
0: Yeah And I think that's a surprise For a lot of people Like including myself When they they realize Like I enjoy my personal time Yeah Because they say You're always talking to Like people You just know people And they think you're Just constantly Just out there But usually Like taking the time For yourself Is like the most like necessary part of all of that. Mm-hmm. Because if you're not taking care of yourself, it's like what do you have to give? Yeah. Or what do you have to share with people? Yeah. Like if you're not like right within yourself. So yeah. that's that's major man
1: for sure. Yeah. yeah yeah And also like it's just a practice of getting to know who you're becoming, right? We all yeah. like, like we'll learn it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think I just think that 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 one of the interesting things is that New York it's a few cities that aren't real life to me.
0: Yeah. Like, <laughs> what do you mean by that?
1: Like it damn near feels like Recess for adults mm. Like like New York mm. Atlanta Which is why school Is so special like, I always <laughs> say that Like I always say that that, that Like no shade To the Howard's To the Hamptons Like mm-hmm. If you talk about HBCUs The reason why I would consider The AUC As yes, Morris Clark and Spelman Yeah To be the best places To go to school it's because we're the HBCU located in the best city. Mm. We was on some different shit in school, bro. Yeah. Like <laughs> like 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 even like it. it's like <laughs> it's like a dance it's like 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 Atlanta has a stripper like strip club culture, right? Right, right. Like we knew like we knew dancers in school. Not because we was thirsty, but just think about it like this. You got your homie you go to go to Morhouse, he from east side of Atlanta, something like that. It's just like in Philly, is when you graduate People who don't go to school They end up being With like pride promoters Shit like that That's what happens when you From these urban yeah, places
0: People grew up With each other Yeah So it's like Yeah So
1: then it's not no, It's no stranger Like oh my homegirl From school well, yeah. She dancing in Magic City now But she <laughs> the joint In Magic City now So like now You, you 18, 19 Like no No, no ID But she the, short, she the joint So she getting you in there So it's like yeah. Alright mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. And then yeah. like, like I remember Youngberg was popping Two of my best friends <laughs> Like they Their they, they parents were well off Yeah and They stayed in the 12 They stay in the 12 Which is like An apartment complex that has hotel, It's like a hotel It's split between hotels And apartments Yeah They stayed in one of the apartments And Young Bird was a neighbor So we would just At times we would just be At Young Bird crib This is like When he had all the hits All his hits yeah, That era You don't
0: sleep on that era either Like that was a moment Yeah and it's was just like moment. Bro what yeah. the fuck Are we doing here
1: Then you it, 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 It's yeah, like, it's just, like, shit Yo, like that. Like, it's not real life. Like, Vegas yeah, is not real life. Right, like, right. L.A., depending on what, how you're living out there, it's not real life. Like, whereas, like, I don't know what Boise, Idaho is like, but I know it's not like those four <laughs> places. Yeah, I know yeah. it's not Miami. Like, Miami's not real life, depending mm. on how you're living down there. Mm. You know, so, uh, with that, it's important to really, like, just understand if you're stuck in this, like, time continuum, kind of like, because yeah. it's easy to kind of form habits in cities like that. And it's easy to kind of like, you can come in at 23 and be the dude that's like out and partying and drunk mm-hmm. all the time and doing all this at a third. And you go wake up in hot tub time machine, you like 33, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you on the same shit. <laughs> and you're like, yo, it's been <laughs> right, 10 years, my right, man. Like, right. you need to slow you your gotta roll. <laughs> <little. laughs> yeah, like, nah, you need to pump your brakes. Cause, like, it's easy to fall back into doing what's comfortable. I think mm-hmm. like, this is people we always.
0: We like the familiar yeah, sometimes
1: Yeah though. yeah 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 It's the same thing That's how you end up like Dating the same people Over and over Even if that shit Probably wasn't good for you Like you end up Falling back in the cycles Cause like you just fall back Into what's familiar for you Yeah And you just gotta be Very wary of that And like New York I think that's one of the That's when I leave here That's what New York Has taught me Just like The the idea of resilience The idea of self-sufficiency But then also the idea Of like breaking cycles Yeah Like that's kind of what this My time here It's probably the three things That's probably greatest, greatest Defined mm my New York experience just that yeah
0: absolutely man well I can only just say like between all the things that you shared now like in like the short amount of time that we've even been talking it's been like an hour and a half like Mm I just feel like you have just shared so much that like there's a lot to unpack and even just yeah, like digest yeah. and I just you know I'm really appreciative of it man yeah, because you. you even taking the time on a rainy day to come through after work Yeah. probably like had a long day and come yeah. through and like really like really build and like share some real shit like that means a lot so yeah. like even with the podcast Open Canvas like You know, to have people like you on means something, you know, because you coming from like a a legacy of storytellers and sort of bringing your story to the table means means something, you know, and just even how you describe certain experiences. Man, I feel like there's so many teachable moments that you're even still learning from, you know, so it's it's nothing but majors. Like so, like even having Corey on and him just sharing the story about how you got him like with Fader. Yeah. Like, it's just like amazing just to see how, like, your life has impacted people in ways that are still showing today. Yeah. You know, so I just got nothing but like, you know, respect for you for that, man. man. Like, everything that you're doing, like, continued success and continued growth as a human being, even more importantly. So, like, I'm mad with it. Absolutely, man. So, once again, man, thank you. Um, Is there any way people can get in contact with you, what you're doing? Like, how can they find out? Like, Um, what's
1: up? I'm going to be a lot more. You can follow me on social media first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Uh, my Twitter is Chris Thomas 266. Remember that's my graduating high school number 266. So that's Chris Thomas straight 266. My Instagram handle is no risk no wealth. People think my name is Norris, but it's not. I respect it though. And if you call me Norris, I'm gonna play along with it too. So, if you hear this disclaimer, take heed to that. Cause if yeah. you call me Norris, somebody oh, always good? with you. Good to meet you. Like, good to meet you. So, like, right, yeah, right. no no risks, no well straight, no underscores. Um, One of my goals this year is to be a lot more public facing with things that I'm working on. Mm. And so, as, as I'm doing things that I'm proud of continuously, mm-hmm. I'll be sharing those things on social media and everything so yeah like Yo, man.
0: real well thank you once again man thank you for having me man this is Taj with the Open Canvas with my brother Chris and we're out, out. Yo, appreciate it man appreciate you for having me no that's that's like real talk to find out more about the Open Canvas hit up our website theopencanvas.com also stay tuned to our Instagram at theopencanvas and for any questions or inquiries hit up my email taj t-a-j dot opencanvas at gmail.com This has been The Open Canvas, produced by Taj Alexander.